Used to it, let the nerves settle just a touch. I'm not really nervous. Well, good. Because I've talked about this a billion times, and now it's it's mine. I own it. You know, it's my story to tell people, to share with people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then good. Well, let's just get into it. Okay. All right. So this week, man, <laughs> so I was going to change some things up and go with a different, different, uh, a different uh, guest this week for the first week, but what, I, I, this is this is Meredith Carter, and is she is I've gotten to know her. She's got a cool, awesome story, but more important is the way that she lives her life today. And so, basically, I just wanted to let you kind of get a brief, kind of tell us you do you do you okay. you you, yeah. you do this how you want to do it. So when I was uh when I was fourteen, I um was I had a lot going for me. I know it, it doesn't seem fourteen is very young, but I come from a very athletic family. My dad was a football coach, my brothers both played college ball. Um I was captain of my cheerleading squad, I ran track, I played softball, I was a catcher, my up until from I don't know, six years old till fourteen. Um I was I loved it. I loved Sports was my life, really. That's all my family did. And um, January of 1997, I tore my knee up playing basketball, and I tore it up really, really good all the way. And that summer, um, I had I recovered and, and had to wear a knee brace, and I went to cheerleading camp that summer getting ready for – I made the high school squad at Yazoo County High School where my dad was the football coach, and – um, I had to do that summer, I had to do cheerleading camp in my knee brace and, and was, was getting really recovered. Um, looking forward to my first high school year as a ninth grader. Um, my dad used to coach at Rabel high school in Louisiana. So when we lived there, we were really involved in church and everything really it's just the town, the school, all of it. We were there for four years and, we made friends there, of course. Well, when we moved to, back to Mississippi in uh, 95, um, I kept those friends and we kept in touch. And um, the summer of 97, my mother grew up on Lake Bruin. Really? Yeah. So um, she's that's where my grandparents lived their whole life. So we learned everything. That's where we learned to ski. Inside a lake, outside a lake? Inside. Right across. Oh, well, not across from the airport, but real close to the golf course in the airport. Wow. that's We got a place like right there yeah too. yeah yeah, yeah. Awesome. so that's where i mean we learned everything down there skiing swimming trot lining i mean that that's what we did all every summer anyway one of my friends from rabel um they had a, a camp down there and she called me july 3rd well she came to my house for these are details you don't matter but she came to my house and stayed for four or five days and for the summer, you know, and she said, you need to go back to the lake with me for the 4th of July. And I didn't want to, um, Jeff was playing ball. Um, I had finished all stars that summer in softball, Jeff and John Mark, my little brother, they were still playing all stars. Anyway, I wanted to go to Jeff's game because I, I mean, they were cute boys there, you know, and that's, I I just wanted to go anyway. And she begged me and begged me to go to the lake for the 4th of July. And I was like, I don't, I really don't want to go, whatever. We, you know, stayed up all night with her there. And I was finally like, okay, okay, I'll go. Even though I've been a billion times, it doesn't matter. So her sister, uh, July 3rd, 
I just went back with her and her sister picked us up in Vicksburg. My dad drove us to Vicksburg and met her. And uh, we went back to Lee's house for the day and we're going to the lake that evening. Anyway, um, there were five of us in um, Lee's cousin's brand new Toyota 4Runner and they had fought. It's, it's a crazy, like, the way the day went, the, 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 um, the way the events went. I just feel like, I don't know, I should have never been in that car just looking back on it 26 years later. Um, her and her sister fought about who was going to f- ride in the brand new 4Runner and Lee won. She had more friends going with her. So we rode with um, her cousin. Anyway, we stopped in Rabel, leaving Rabel at Burger King and got food. And I was in the back in the middle and I had my seatbelt on when we left the house. I always wear it. I just, I do. It's what I do. But when we got back in the car, I had food in my lap and I don't know why I didn't put it back on, but I didn't. And that's all I remember. I don't remember leaving Rabel. And I mean, I've, all my family lives in Louisiana. You know, that's, that's where we're from, where we were born. We were born in Delhi, been down those roads a hundred billion times go into the lake. And I don't remember leaving Rabel. So I think that's a God thing. It's really good. I'm glad I don't remember what happened. But so we were on Highway 65, right outside of Tallulah, just past the country club. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, that road's flat. You know, it's not not super curvy or anything. But um, we were passing, or our driver, rather, was passing a boat, a car pulling a boat. And the speed limit's like 55, and I don't know how fast she was going. I have no idea. But she was passing, so it would have been, you know, more than 55. Well, when she got up next to this car pulling the boat she thought that he was gonna cross the center line so she freaked her out and she overcorrected and this is all what I've been told so she jerked the wheel and we flipped um it cut me all the way around my side and a bunch of other stuff um I locked that door hey we're not open today I'm sorry I need to go lock yeah So this is just the way it goes. You know, this is it. Um, Meredith and, and, and I, we both have these traumatic injuries and we've learned to deal with it. And, uh, and, and, and her story, I haven't heard her story, so I'm going to hear it for the first time just like y'all are. So anyway, this is, this is interesting. I did not realize that you're, you're, it was close to Lake Bruin. You know, let me tell you a funny story okay. about, uh, 65 right there yeah right it's highway 65 right so in in college uh you know i i needed to make some extra money and so had a buddy that uh somebody knocked out uh, a a lawnmower knocked out my back window in my tahoe so i was able to get some work over there at at lake bruin and me and a buddy went over there and 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 we were we were driving back and i i was i was i got pulled over for speeding and uh and and the in the uh, cop was like, he was like, you know, you were going, uh, 70 something in a, you know, and I said, sir, I swear I saw 65 miles an hour sign. And, and he, uh, he was like, that's highway 65. <laughs> and I actually believe you. That's and funny. I can tell that you're trying to go do something here. So I'm gonna let you off and, and, uh, y'all have a good day. That's the, I mean, it was the, it was the funniest. My buddy was like, man. Did you know that 65 sign? I said, man, I don't know, but it, it just kind of worked out. So anyway, didn't realize that your story 
It's on 65. It's crazy. So keep going. So you yeah. got. So, so, I, so, um, the girl to my left, um, she, she kind of fell out and, um, she cut her arm and then, uh, the girl to my right broke her collarbone. The two up front had their seatbelts on, so they were fine. Um, of course an ambulance came. Um, there was, here's the thing that I found out later that I, that I almost couldn't believe, but the, the car behind us was a nurse and her husband. Oh, yeah. Sad always. I'm telling and you, it's, it's crazy. And, and it's unbelievable. And, uh, so she, she kept me alive until the ambulance got there. And, um, anyway, the ambulance got there, took me to Tallulah and I, I've never met her. I would love to. I don't know who it is, but I, I did um, really quick. I'll tell you how I met the ambulance driver. Um, my grandfather had a stroke when I was in high school at at Bruin. We were down there um, just for the weekend, and and my dad and and my papa were out on the pier hammering something. They were fixing some boards, whatever. And anyway, he had a stroke right there, and. My dad had to take him to meet an ambulance because they didn't bring an ambulance all the way down to, to Bruin. So he went and met the ambulance and the ambulance took him to Tallulah where he, he later died. He didn't survive the stroke. But um, when we when this was years after my wreck, so he, he died in uh, 2003 years after my wreck. Well, I was still on a walker then um, and we went to the hospital and the ambulance driver was talking to my mom at some point. Um, I was sitting there in the waiting room and my mom said, come here, I, w- I want you to meet somebody. And so I went in there and um, she said, this was the ambulance driver the night that you had your wreck. And he was crying, like looking at me and he was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, what? And he's like, I, I can't believe you made it. I didn't, I didn't think that you would make it. And he was like, I can't believe you're walking, you know, anyway, it was the coolest thing ever. So they, they took me to Tallulah back to 97. Yeah. And um, Tallulah called Jackson and said, we've got, uh, we've got one of your people over here and, um, we just need to get her, get her to y'all. Cause we can't do anything for her. She's, we think something's going on internally and we can't, we don't, they weren't a trauma center. So, um, my parents were with both my brothers, um, Kosciuszko and Yazoo city, I think. Um, and so they weren't home and back then we didn't have cell phones. So, uh, they airlifted me to, to Jackson, um, with permission from my dad, somehow somebody from Rabel got in touch with a ballpark with the sheriff's department at Kosciuszko, I think, whatever County that is, Itala County, I don't know, but they went out to the ballpark and found my dad. So you got to call this guy, whatever. So they airlifted me to UMC in Jackson where they saved my life. Um, my parents got home at like 11 o'clock that night from, from ball games. And there was a message on the answer machine back when we had answer, answer machines. And it was a guy from Rabel and he said, Mark Meredith's been in a, you know, bad car wreck, whatever. Um, this was after he had already talked to him. They listened to the message. Anyway, they, they went to, um, Jackson in a hurry. And when they got there, I was landing the helicopter was, um, and my mom told me that when I, when they came, when they brought the stretcher off of the uh, ambulance, she said that I was moving my left leg and my eye was all messed up. And she said, 
she said Meredith, like she kept saying my name. And she said, I would just roll my eyes over there and look at her. And there was a lady sitting on top of me with one of those big breathing bags. You know, I don't know what that's called, but she was breathing for me. And she said, you need to talk to her because it's not good. Mm. And so they just, you know, went in with me and initially sat down with the doctor after they got some x-rays and stuff. And, and the first thing that they noticed was uh, that I was bleeding internally. I had something had um, I'd ruptured um, my kidney anyway. Um, so they had to get in there and fix that first. But my mom saw the x-rays and she goes, oh, my God, her back is broken. And they were like, it is. It's broken pretty bad anyway. But they couldn't do anything about that first. They had to save my life first. So they um, did exploratory stomach surgery to find out what it was and clean me up. And uh, they had to wait a few days to stabilize me um, before they could do my back surgery and it's it's very important with a spinal cord injury the time you know if you don't get right in there it, it could swell mm. anyway so they you know they couldn't do they had to wait a few days but on um, my t12 and l1 vertebra were just shattered the the doctor that was supposed to do it um had gone on vacation so i had um dr bowles um he did my my back surgery he was a wrestler he was like this short black guy bald-headed like this yoke wrestler dude anyway that I, that I got to meet later on, you know, after I was awake and stuff, but my dad really liked that. Cause they share the whole sports thing. Anyway. Um, after he did my back surgery, um, he came out to talk to my parents and, um, he said she was an athlete, wasn't she? And my dad said, yeah, she lived and breathed it. That's all she did. And he said, I had to cut back layer after layer after layer of muscle That's off awesome. her, yeah. off her back to get to it. He said, but let me tell you something. He said, uh, it's real bad. He said her spinal cord was damaged. Um, he said I had to piece back her bone like a puzzle. Um, it's it's just a tangled, it was a tangled mess in there. And he said, she's not ever going to walk again. And <laughs> my dad said he and my mom just held hands and slid down the wall. Thinking like, you know, because it's my world, you know. Sports was my world. But uh, anyway... I was there. I was at the hospital. I had staples around my side, staples down my back, staples down my stomach, my eye, I just I, everywhere. It was awful. I could, could only lay on one side. It was it was terrible. And I don't remember most of it. I mean, I do. I remember little things like that. You know, I remember eating McDonald's in the hospital, stupid stuff. I mean, I, and I, I never even really saw the, I mean, I saw the nurses all the time, but I, I never knew their names or anything. And I was in the children's whatever part at UMC, but my mom took me back there after I got out of that and went to uh, Methodist rehab to recover more and start therapy. She took me back to that children's hospital part that I was in and I didn't remember it, but I knew all those nurses faces like it was crazy. You know, I, mm -hmm. I knew every single one of their faces and they remembered me, but I didn't remember even so being knew, in there. So you knew their faces uh -huh. and you remember the food. Yeah, yeah. That's, to, I mean, I'm, I've I've experienced the same thing. Like, I I think there's certain things that are just, you just remember because, and you it's like instilled in you to remember something like that. I don't know what that is, but what I say that when I, the reason I brought that up is because I think that you, that's why people pour love through food. Oh, yeah. You know, to people is that you have a real opportunity to 
make real influence impact on somebody that is going through very something traumatic that they are when you're when they get to your age are going to remember that yeah that's 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 like a hitting up hitting up hanging fastball you know the, yeah. the curveball or you know it's just like so easy opportunity to impact people's lives so anyway let's keep going sorry about that no that's all right um so i i started therapy um in Mississippi, in the Methodist Rehab Hospital, and my kidney started bleeding again. So I had to go home for six weeks on bed rest, which was awful. I just, they had to bring a hospital bed in there. That's when we got internet and cable TV. That's when you had to worry about the bed sort. You had to yeah. make sure that you well, didn't I, Yeah, I had to turn remove, all the time. And that hurt. Oh my gosh, I remember I, those days. I know. And I, it's, it was awful. And I didn't wait. I weighed 100 pounds. I had, you could Me see too. the bones in my face. It was just, and I, I had mean, no how, strength. How much weight do you think you lost, like, percentage? Like, I think I lost 40 or 50 pounds. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, not maybe not that quite. It, it was a lot. Well, I mean, I mean, I was 14, though, Carter. I mean, I I lost all my muscle, you know. It didn't, mm-hmm. my, my legs just atrophied down to nothing because, you know, it it was bad. It was bad. But anyway, um. I could I couldn't move like I I'd been cut everywhere so I didn't have any stomach muscles or anything and you had all that all that bandages mm, I'm sure it was horrible Oof. it was horrible I mean they eventually took them out but you know I remember what I remember about my leg my hips were is that that feeling of how bad this just pulling it off right at the beginning I'm talking about you know pulling those bandages off to like change out the bandages how bad that hurt yeah Do you remember that oh yeah yeah i i had a back brace like on top of all that it was this big plastic white back brace that just like went all the way up and it it was just which i'm sure everybody looks pain. at that and say i had to wear that in in my chair you did know, you have out. to wear did you have to wear the the uh air boots yeah 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 and i couldn't feel them i mean i couldn't that and then did you go to like the remember like those white looks like shin. stockings? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To something about preventing blood clots. Blood clots. Yeah, yep. yep. Had to do did all you that. Take, take shots in your hit in your stomach and Mm-mm. stuff. They probably gave it. A I don't remember. Way. I had I they took blood every day. I don't know what they did, but yeah, I'd have to, I had to give myself a shot every day. And, yeah, and some weird for some weird reason, Lila loved to do that. <laughs> so she comes every day and pop pop yeah. up. Maybe she'll be a nurse. That'd be great. She's a ah, nurse for some animals, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah for turkeys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, so keep, so so, anyway, so keep going. So um, anyway, so I'm home on bed rest, and, uh, and I've missed a lot of points. I mean, I've, you know, being initially told that um, that I had a, a severe spinal cord injury, that was very tough, um, and not being able to feel stuff. But I did... I did feel when they would take blood, they took blood out of my arms so much that it, they just hurt and, and I hated it. And so I was like, if I can't feel my feet, take it out of my feet. Mm-hmm. So they did. And you know, you have some big veins in your, in your feet anyway. So they did one day and I felt it and I was like, oh, there we go. Oh my gosh. And that was in the hospital. So that was exciting. And, yeah. and so then, then I had this, this thought in my mind, well, you know, what if this, 
doctor's not right. Like, mm. what what if there are messages getting through? You know, what if what if he's wrong? You know, and mm. it was an incomplete injury. So the difference in a complete and incomplete injury is a complete injury means nothing. You're done. Your spinal cord is not necessarily severed, but no messages are getting through from your brain to the rest of your body. So you don't, there's no, you don't have a chance, but an incomplete injury, nobody knows because it's complete. I mean, that's why doctors are practicing. I mean, there's no, Mm -hmm. there's no end all be all answer to it. So, um, that was exciting. And then when I, when I start, when I went home on bed rest, that was very difficult. I I couldn't do anything because it was, I had to actually rest. But then I got to, um, I had to come back to Mississippi Methodist Rehab. And the night before I came back, my grandmother was staying with us then back when she was still alive. Um, the night before my stomach was just killing me. And she was like, give her some water, give her some water. Maybe she's got to go to the bathroom, whatever. And I was in so much pain and my stomach was huge. And I was like, oh, I just, I didn't know what to do. So my dad took me, put me in the back of the, um, van we had a van then put me in the back of the van and took me to back to the hospital where I was going the next day back to rehab and but to UMC and my catheter had stopped up so I was like it was it was insane oh that was oh my gosh mm-hmm. I do not let's don't go there that's, that's sorry no that's just you just when you when you it's crazy how when you say your stuff I can remember my stuff in that time you know yeah so all right so so when you started Getting that feeling. When did you like, when did it start? When did it, what, what, you, what you said a minute ago about, boy, the doctors are wrong. Hey, yeah. I love, I, I, I love doctors. Oh, me but too. they don't, they, they don't my have life. all the answers. And they're not supposed to, you know, yeah. it's not the human and the body. Good, and the good ones tell you that. Exactly. The good ones say, hey. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah. see. I mean, the human body's insane. I mean, it's, it does crazy, crazy stuff. Anyway, so I, I went back to Methodist Rehab and finished therapy to where I could go back to school because I, I missed, uh, I don't know, a month and a half, maybe two months of my ninth grade year. Anyway, um, and they had to teach me everything they could teach me um, to, to function in a wheelchair. So I went back to school and then I started physical therapy out on Lakeland Drive three days a week. And I couldn't drive yet, so um, several different people helped my parents, and my parents would take me or whatever. So we did that three days a week. Well, after um, I was taking a nerve regeneration pill that was experimental, and I didn't take it for very long because it I didn't like the way it made it made my tongue numb. It was weird. Really? Yeah. So I just quit doing it. Well, probably two... I had... So my first... I had a back surgery in 99, February of 99 to take the rods out. Because when I sat in class, um, the the rods hit the top of the wheelchair. Wow. And it formed a, a cyst in the top of my back. And it was just excruciatingly painful. And just anyway, so they went in in 99 and took the rods out of my back. After that, I don't know what happened. But I started being able to move more in therapy of course i was working i was working super hard especially on you're committed upper strength yeah i mean i would all i could do was sit and and do arms you know i I was working hard but then they started you know i'd i'd get on a mat sideways and like try to kick you know try to do whatever try to move toes all those things and i i started up here at my hip flexors at the very top of my legs 
just getting a little bump when I would lay on my side and try to move it. And it was like, <gasps> you know, and then, and Connie, she was 4'11". She was my first physical therapist. She was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so that got exciting. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I just worked on it every day and I would lay on my side and we even had a sliding board at home and I would work on it. And then I would get to where I could sit in my chair and kind of got to where I could lift my legs a little bit. Well, then that's when it got serious because then I could try to put some weight with it. So I started strengthening there and then I started being able to kick out. So I got a little bit of quad. It started happening, just, just little bumps. And so I, I started being able to do some weights with that. I mean, uh, this took a long time, you know, and then, um, they got where they could stand me up in a standing frame. You know, I couldn't walk or anything, but I could, I could move. I could, I was starting to move stuff. So I just built on it. You know, I just took every little thing that, that God gave me back at that moment and just built on it as much as I could and worked on it. Finally, um, I didn't have braces yet. Um, they, they would take ACE bandages and, and tie my toes up because my feet just fell. You know, I had complete um, nothing from the knees down. Still don't. But um, they would tie my toes up to my knees with ACE bandages so that I could stand up and try to, you know, take some steps where I, where I, when I got, I had very little hamstrings. But I got to where I could stand and I could, with a walker or hold on to the walls or whatever. And with the walker, I got to where I could take some steps and it went from, you know, me taking four steps a day before I was too tired and had to sit down. Oh my God. So then I got to 17 steps and my dad would go with me. And then, you know, three years later, before I knew it, I was walking around the whole thing, you know, with help with somebody that had a, a weight belt or whatever. And, and then, it just, I don't know, it just blew up and, and I kept working and strengthening and, and I mean, I got man muscles now, my arms, I, they're so strong. And then I, I graduated high school and um, started college. I went to Mississippi State and uh, I got up there and it was probably my my second semester, I guess. I, I wasn't using my chair all the time, but I brought it with me um, and I, I, I had a room in the dorm by myself so that I could move around and I had a private bathroom, which was nice, but, um, I didn't use my chair all the time, but I had to, um, once I got braces, uh, on my legs, I, I got blisters a lot because I was walking a little bit, you know, and, and my feet had to get used to it because my feet, you know, they don't move. They just have to go where the brace tells them or where I tell them anyway. So I got blisters a lot, which would put me right back down. I'd have to sit down. I'd have to let them heal. I'd have to go get my braces adjusted, which felt like once a month. And I still do. I mean, I've been three times this year, maybe four times to get them adjusted. Broken straps, you know, whatever. But now I'm, now I'm walking a whole lot better. But so about my second semester, um, I, I was a business management major. So I was in um, McCool Hall all the time. And I said, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to walk in there today and I'm not going to take my cane and I'm not going to take my walker. And if I fall, I'm just going to fall. I'm I'm just going to do it. I'm ready because I can walk around my dorm room without it. As long as I have something to just kind of touch and balance every once in a while. So I did it. I, I got out of my car. I walked up the thing. I was super nervous and super terrified that I was just going to bust it in front of everybody. And you did it. And I didn't. I walked and I just kind of had the wall to guide me. And I got to class and I sat down and I didn't have any assistive device. I had no cane, no walker, no wheelchair. And I was like, oh my gosh. 
The most. I have that's arrived. the biggest accomplishment. In your it life. was unbelievable. I was like, I did it. I'm walking. I'm a walking miracle, and I just sat in here oh, with my nothing own. Own. by myself. By myself. Nobody here to. Nobody was like, you can do it. You can do it. Cheering me on. I just did it, and I was so excited. Anyway, and from then on, I just. I just kept plowing through, and, and I left the, the walker and cane behind when I didn't have to have them. I mean, when I had blisters, I had to use the wheelchair and stuff, but but then I was like, nope, it's gone. I don't have to, which I use one every day now because I can't, I, can't, I can't stand without my braces. Well, I have a shower chair in my bathtub, and I sit down in my wheelchair first and then just use my arms to pick myself up and put myself in my shower chair now every day. But that's the only reason I would use my chair now, you know. So you're still using the chair. Yeah, but only just to sit in it and put my makeup on. But okay. if we if we if Wes and I were to go on a a vacation like where there was a lot of walking, then I would probably take it because that's really hard to do, especially on him too, you know, cuz if I get tired, if I'm in the chair it, it would be easy cuz then I it wouldn't matter if I get tired. I'm sitting. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. so tell me, tell me about Wes. Wes is, uh, oh my God. He's the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. Every ever. time I see, you I, know, every time I see Wes, he's, it's always like we have never missed. You know, I'm, I'm not, we don't, we're not that close. Right. Right. Obviously. Yeah. But, but it's just, he's so super nice. He's so, he's so calm. And that's one thing that I love about him. Cause I've, I can tend to get upset, <laughs> uh, you know, well, just about work and, you know, I sometimes I tend to to react in the, the wrong way. And Wes is just so calm. But Wes and I, um, we could, met. Do we, you think it before you get into what yeah. do you think you think it could be that we're, we're we might be we might be built different? Yeah, we might be that we are. He built us to be so determined and so we're going to go get it. Yeah. That that's good, but you can't, you got to have somebody that can calm Offset you, that, you off your yeah, set and yeah, say, yeah, hey. Yeah. And then he does. He's so good at it. You know, he'll help me work. So how'd y'all meet? So we met in uh, 2015. Um, I, Wes and I are both divorced. Um, we both have a child from our first marriage, just to put that out there. But um, we met in 2015 and I had a little store out in the country and was running it every day and he has a deer camp out there he and his dad and his brothers and he would come in all the time I mean I guess I've known him I don't ever remember you know talking to him or anything in mm -hmm. the store but um once I was single he would he would come in there go into deer camp or coming back home and his dad his stepdad actually um buddy he would come in there and and I just asked buddy one day I was like who's that, who's that cute guy that's always with you? And he was like, oh, that's my son, Wes. And I was like, okay. He's like, you think he's cute? And I was like, I, I do think he's cute. I was <laughs> like, but don't tell him. Don't, don't do that. You know? Anyway, well, he did. And then just, I don't know. Thank goodness he did. Mm -hmm. huh? But he gave him my number and then one thing led to another and I don't, we just, it's he a, didn't want to, he, he was so scared because he had been divorced um, for like seven years when we met. And he had Jack, and Jack was uh, Jack seventeen, so Jack would have been eight, eight or nine. Um, and he didn't, he didn't want to bring somebody else into Jack's life, and you know, he just didn't want to. He wasn't ready for all that. And he didn't know if Jack was ready. So when we started dating, he like the 
he would get to where sometimes he wouldn't even text me or call me like during the week. It was like only when he was going to deer camp. And I was like, okay, I see what he's doing. I see what he's doing. Anyway, it was, but it wasn't that. He was just worried about it. And he told me, he, when we finally made the decision to. He was slow playing it or something? Yeah, he okay. was. He was trying to be careful, you know, yeah. I guess for Jack, you know. Yeah. And I was like, God, he told me he really likes me. And we have a really good time when we go out or whatever. And he's just not acting like it or something, you know, but he, I don't know. He's just a he's he just was, a balanced yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. But then then when we decided to seriously start dating and move in together, you know, he was like, I, he told me he said I'm I love you and I, I want to I'm ready to get rid of my apartment and all that stuff. And I was like, all right, you know, I'm too. Yeah. Anyway, he uh he had been at my house for for whatever reason after deer camp or something, and he was going home and he um he prayed for me. He prayed for God to take me away from him if it was if that's what God wanted. He he wanted a definitive answer if I was supposed if this was the way it was supposed to be. He wanted he wanted that. He yeah. he said if if she is not the right one for me, please let something happen and this this be done. You know I'll be fine. Whatever. But it didn't. He said and I I know for sure God told me that day that that you were the one for me and it's been unbelievable. We've been. We yeah. opened this before we got married. Um, we opened this in 2016, and then we got married in 2017. Mm. And it's been fabulous. You know, going back to that prayer, I think that that's a pretty good prayer because if you, if you, I think that I don't think prayer is rocket science. I think that if you when you're praying for something, you're going to be more aware of whatever that is. So you're going to be thinking. You know, I think you you might be able to see. It, you know the red flags yeah if it's not supposed to be so to me what what he did there was say hey i really want this but i'm gonna take a step back and say if it's supposed to happen it's just gonna it's gonna it's gonna work and that's that was that was a that was a godly thing to do yeah Right. When when you get to that, that point in your life, you know, both of us really, really liked each other a lot, you know, and we were both like, this is awesome. But you're like, should we take, if you take that big step and you've got two kids, you know, it's just a lot, a lot of thought goes into it and you're like, oh, I don't want to mess up. Yeah. You know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't at all talked about, you know, I just recently got divorced and it was really fast. It was a, it was a, um. I didn't do what Wes did, you know, I didn't take my time. I just, I wanted my family. I wanted a new family and I wanted it now. And which is understandable. Yeah. I mean, but it, you know, it's just, I can't say that though. I don't know. I've never lost somebody like you have, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would do. I have no idea. For me, I think that what I did was I focused on Lila too much. I wanted to, to give her, everything i want to give her a new you know to where she wasn't missing her you know crying you know those things that are you're trying to fix something and you can't this is something you know that is something that you don't need to try to fix you need to be doing what west did which is take a step back and say you know what's the what's the lord lord if this isn't supposed to be it's cool you just make that decision I think that for me, if I would have done that, I think that I would have listened to my brother more. I think I would have listened to my, and and, and look, it, all the, the 
the person that I was with, awesome, awesome, awesome person. But we were not ready. Wasn't the right time. It, not only were we not ready, but we, the Lord didn't design us to be together. I think He designed you and thanks. You know, that's the that that He He and and when you get in front of Him and you go try to fix things on your own real fast. Yep, you're you're messing up the the design. That's right. You know it. I I I see people all the time, and I'm like, nope, that's not going to work. And I wish. I wish more people would be able to say, hey, man, I love you so much that I'm going to say, I don't like this. This is a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because, and, and now I know that from, from being through that, and I have, I have accepted, I have, I have worked on myself, I have put in extra work, um, I, 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 I know the Lord has a plan for them, and that was the cool thing about it. As crazy and hard as it was, as bad as it was, is that I had a, a sure peace that the Lord was saying, you know, get them, get them back, get back where they need to be. Yeah. And, and you need to get back to where you need to be. And it's okay. And, and having people tell me that they like have a dentist friend, she's a, like a sister to mine. And she said, she said, we're stubborn. We are stubborn. But she said, "You're gonna be just fine. Mm-hmm. Just it's everybody's gonna be okay. You learn from it, and 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 don't 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 do this again." And I'm like, "Man, that's that." I had three. I had two now. That's awesome. So, uh, um, yeah, they, but they're not around here. They, you know, yeah. one's in Starville and one's in uh, Birmingham. Yeah, but West is my best friend. Like we're we're buddies. We're you know we're we're lovers. We're 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 everything. Like, and he always says he can't stand to be more than two feet away from me. And I love it. I think, and he does. He chooses me over deer camp sometimes, and mm. I'm like, it's totally okay. Like. I'll yes. be fine. I'll yes. clean house or whatever. It's fine. He's like, I don't want to go. I just don't want to go. I'd rather be here with you. And I'm like, oh. Which makes you want him to go more. Yeah. And he does. I mean, I he- mean that's that's something I'm, I'm working on with Lila right now. It's like, um, is that I want her to, I want her to, what am I trying to say? Tell her I want to. I want to do whatever she wants to do. She wants me to do what I want to do. It's like she's like, no, don't do that. Let's do what you, you know. And it's just and and her mom was. I was that it was that way with her. Like the relationship y'all have, same relationship I had. I had a best friend. Um, that friend, you know, um, she wanted me to hang out with my friends. I wanted her to hang out with her friends. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you will look at your person and say, what can I do for them to give them an awesome life? That's right. Yep. And when you do that, they're going to give you an awesome life back. It's that's, that's a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's you, you give to each other everything, you know, I mean, Wes and I have the same thoughts. (laughs) Like I can finish his sentences, you know, it's just, 
it's just crazy meant to be, and I'm extremely happy. I could, yeah. Because it was hard, you know. When I when I was fourteen, fourteen, I mean, that's a that's an age when when you're going into high school, you know, you do you start liking you know boys or girls or whatever, you know, guys start liking you start mm-hmm. having relationships, you start having little boyfriends, little girlfriends, so, so stuff like that. that. What was that like now that you're handicapped? Non-existent. They it, just looked at it. Yeah. They just you know when when a person sees a person in a wheelchair, it's like nope. In my mind, then you know, and still today, you still know, today. people just they they just it's almost like they dismiss that person rolling by. It's like they don't, you know. And I don't think that it's they're it's like they're being, not in my I don't world. Think that they're trying. You just answered it. It's they're not, not being ugly. They're not they just, being ugly. It's they don't just, understand. They don't understand. They it. have no knowledge. Yeah. And so for me, now that I've sat in the chair, I love how you said. When you sit, you don't call it wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I call it, it's the chair, man. It's like, go get the chair, go get the, you know, and, and I love it. That's a cool thing to me now. Yeah. Like, if somebody said, you sitting in the chair, it means, I'm like, I want to, I want to get to know that person because, you know, one thing that kills me is people, I saw this, I've shared it a couple of times with this guy. He's like talking about how inspiring this girl was being in the gym. And she was in a wheelchair and she was not like the other girls and she wasn't wearing all these things, but she was so inspiring. And so I, I you know, I did what, what, what I should do. And I went over there and, and told her how inspiring she was. And I was like, that's not inspiring. You, you're calling her out. You're, 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 you are seeing that she is not like you. And, and I'm cool with it. It's just the interaction needs to be. Like now, when I, if I see somebody in the gym that's in a wheelchair, and be like, "Hey, man, sit in the chair." I know if you, if do you, you. If you, you do you. Mm-hmm. If I'm over here. You just say, "Hey, whatever," and I'm I'm there for you. If not, I'd love to. I'd love to to get to know you more, but I am not gonna mess with you during this time. We went to the beach in June. We go um, Johnson Drew's birthday is June fourth. We go every year. He loves the beach. Um, we all love the beach. Anyway, well, I have to have I can't walk in sand it's just something I can't do mm. it's very difficult so I hold on to West the whole time that I'm walking down and I always have shorts on so my braces are out where everybody can see them and my hey dudes anyway we're walking down to the beach and and I I have to like stand there and hold on to West while he sets my chair up so I can sit down well we get all set up and this lady walks over there in front of us like in front of everybody and she's like I just want you to know that you're awesome I mean and I was like hmm. Cause you have no idea what to say. She was like, "You do it, girl," and I was like, "Thank you." Huh. You know, I'm like, I just, I know it's all good. I, I know that's the that's. I mean, that's, would you do that to an old woman that had trouble walking down there, hey, or an old man that needed to hold on to somebody? I don't know. What makes that me is, different? That is literally what makes that me is different. Literally, what I want to do with this podcast. I see what I want to do. I want people to to know that. Um, you're going to have to find um, a way to treat treat them the way that you're treated and the way that other don't. They already know. I already know I'm inspiring. I'm not trying to be. You yeah. already know you're inspiring. Yeah. You already know that you're tough. Yeah. You don't need a stranger to walk up to you and tell you. I mean, that's some things that 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 honestly I had to go get fixed because um, so many people were were, were you know. I, I, I welcome it now, mm-hmm. but if I'm healing, if I'm, you know, if I'm grieving, if I'm healing, it's, you need to be careful going to those people because, you know, a lot of things, a lot of 
a lot of people don't realize traumatic injuries take a lot of your brain availability, your energy for your brain, oh, and they yeah. puts it into your growth. And so you're just not in a good place, but that's, that's healing, you know? Yeah, I, I totally get that because I was not in a good place when I was hurt. And sometimes I'm not now, but that's just being a human. But things like that, when those when those things happen and people call you out and tell you that you're inspiring, I mean, I want to I want to jump up and be like, look, I can run circles around somebody in a yeah, kitchen. There we go. I'm no there we different. Go. There we go. There I, we go. Come watch me at work. You'll yeah. be like, daggum. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally no different. It's going to take me a minute to walk across that street by myself, but I'm going to get across. Don't stop me and be like, you're so awesome. Let me help you. Right. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. If I fall, it'd be cool if you helped me up if I needed help up. But other than that, I'm doing what you can do. I'm walking which across is, the street. Which is normal for anybody to come pick somebody up. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I mean, to me, it's. I'm losing my ability to to consistently work in the woods. When I go work in the woods, I step on, you know, especially logging jobs, I step on twigs, trees, and I'm down for like two or three days. Like my muscles, my, it just, it, my back, you know that, your shoulder, different things just get off. And um, But if I need to do it, there's no one that can do what I can do. That's right. There's no one that can literally, I mean, I've learned how to reshift, like when my lower back starts hurting, I can re- reposition my walking to where I take pressure off of that. And who has to, who has, who learns that? You compensate. You, you compensate. You, yeah. and, and, the, and that's the thing is that like my body is right now, if every storm, you know this, every storm that comes in. I feel it. Or you, yeah. you feel it? Well, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. It's sometimes. To me, it's there's only a few storms a year that are really pressure-packed. And those are the warm. I mean, I, I get them really hard in the winter and early spring. But Sometimes I don't ever, ever think about the weather affecting my body. You know, I just know that I'm in pain or I'm struggling. And, and for me, it's it, it, I, I, look, I can look at it today, finally, and say... What a what a gift for me to have hurt legs to where I always have to be aware of my body. I always have to go um, take care of it. I can I can sense storms coming. I can um, I know how to use chills in my on my you know for my nerves and like get a little bit. You know I used to when there was so much pain in my legs, having to relearn how to walk. Remember that pain. My gosh. And, and, and I had to figure out a way to get a little bit extra boost here and there. And that extra boost came through chills. So if I could figure out a way to use my chills, I could get 10, 15, 25 pounds there you go. extra. So I think that what we have experienced, I think that people, no offense, everybody, look, this is just us. No offense to anyone. Um, but, People don't have, the the more storms you go through, the more breaks you have. When you're built back from that. You you can overcome anything. And back to the, you know, people, you know, calling us out or anything. I don't want to sound rude or crude because I'm not. I'm very kind, but I don't, you know, I, I welcome it as well all the time. It's just, 
after a while, you know, it, it gets annoying, you know, after 26 years of fighting and fighting and, and being super tough and, and going through this every single day and keep doing the same thing that I'm doing, you know, it's just the people that don't know me that pointed out, you know, I'm like, oh, here we so go again, so but I don't mean it ugly. Yeah, I get it. I don't think they, I don't, I don't think they take it that way either. Um, and what, so if you had to give, uh, people advice, like, oh, no, let's not say that. Let's say if we wanted to fix that, that the way that people kind of look at people in wheelchairs and stuff like, what would you do? I mean, I, I would tell, I would, I would like to tell people the same thing that I tell my 11 year old and that I've told him his entire life, you know, stop staring, baby, stop staring. You know, that person has a story and you don't need to stare at them and look at them for that length of time. You know, you don't need to watch them, turn your head and watch them walk all the way by. You know, it's fine. You know, don't stare. Don't talk to people. Don't talk down to people, you know, that have a different thing going on than you do whether it be a wheelchair or on crutches even or whatever you know there's a story there that you weren't there for and you don't know so just just be their friend just be nice be kind i tell him that every day when i drop him off at school i'm like johnson be nice and be kind you hear me be very sweet to everybody today yes ma'am yes ma'am and i know he gets tired of hearing it but that's what you need to do if there's somebody in the gym that's working out in a wheelchair yeah just you do you and let them do them don't so if you yeah so if you had a if you had a, a youth group a bunch of kids um, you would tell them that's what you would tell them and then you would tell them just um, invite them in yeah man. let you, them be a part of your life yes that's all you want to do just let them be a part of it like don't be, be mm-hmm, friends mm-hmm. with everybody no matter their circumstance they need it so much more than you do exactly but they don't need you know Megan always just say this she always used to say there's the man right there <laughs> but she, Megan used to always say this. Everything she went through, treat me normal. Treat me normal, because you are normal. Yeah, and it, like, like, like. Okay, worst, worst, worst day of the year. Uh, very bad day. Very, very bad diagnosis. Whatever it is, treat me normal. All right. Yeah. Don't change it up. Yeah. If I decide that I want to not be that way, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll approach you and say, I don't want to be normal today. I want, I want to talk about this. Let's talk. But I think that if. If we were going to fix that, if we were going to say, y'all, we could do so much more, I think it would be amazing. Treat them, treat them normal. You know what Wes says? Absolutely. Just welcome them into your life for whatever reason. Be friends with them. Wes says, when I, when I say things like, or the word handicapped, period, he doesn't like it, but I'll say, God, just, I wish people would quit looking at me, you know, or saying things to me or anything like I'm handicapped. And he's like, you're not handicapped. You're inconvenienced. And that's mm-hmm. all he ever says. And I'm like, I know, but you know what I mean? You know, I am. We, Mag- Megan, even when she couldn't breathe, literally, she was like, we don't park in handicap. Oh, I don't even have a handicap thing. <laughs> she's like, we're not. And I was like, yeah, she's like, we're going to park where we normally park. When we park before this stuff, if I can't do it, we'll get a little closer. But. There's somebody that is um, that, that needs, needs it that more than I do. Than I do, yep. and and I'm like, you can't even, <laughs> you know, and 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 she, but she never changed that up, and that was that was huge, and that's what you got too. So I exactly, I have a, a it's a placard like a I don't have a handicap tag on my car or anything because I mm-hmm. I just think that's ridiculous. I'm not doing that because I'm not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's been my mindset for 26 years. I'm not. I'm not going to put myself in this group of 
And I think that that's, it's the same way as like whenever I, you know, I was trying to make a decision on, am I going to be fully disabled? Could I, you know, you, you talked about it earlier that, you know, what are the options on, on full disability? I, I just, the things that I've been through in the past and all those things that like Megan, you know, saying, Hey, we're not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm not either. I'm and not I- going to be, I'm not going to take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the harder way. Some days I'm like, well, I wish I wouldn't have done that. But, but. I'm not. I'm standing. I'm going to stand on my yeah. feet. And I tell people that every day. They're like, God, do you ever sit down? And I'm like, not if I have to. I not mean, if I don't have to. What, I if I, to. what if I just said, felt sorry for myself and gave up and say, well, you know, I deserve this. I deserve, mm-hmm. to, you know, these this company to pay me a check for every week, every month. At that point, what am I telling? What am I teaching my child? And I'm not. I'm Look, I'm not. This, look, there's people I know. that need yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. But, and they can do it. But my mind, my mindset, how I'm built, how she was built, how you're built, we can't do that. And if it's a choice, Carter, then then it's your choice. That's you know, it. you I choose and I choose to run around this restaurant like a crazy person all the time. And I have fallen in front of people and it doesn't matter. It doesn't phase yeah. me one bit. Yeah. This is what I do. I'm mm. not I'm not gonna sit down, you know, unless I'm hunting or doing this or I mean, I sat down and did the did time cards a while ago, but I stood there most of the time, and then I finally sat down. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to stand up as much as I can because God put, gave me this. He put he me gave, back on my yes, feet, and yes. I owe, I don't owe him, but I owe it to myself for everything that I've worked. That. Yes, for everything that I've worked so hard for to just give it everything that I have every single and day. More. Because people are going to, they're going to learn from that. They're going to, they're going to be like, you know what? What I woke up complaining about this morning is totally fine, you know, like, mm-hmm. and going through it, all the bad stuff that happened so many years ago that I had to learn in the beginning, you know, you appreciate being able to stand up and brush your teeth. You know, people don't. And I'm saying it. I'm calling yes, everybody out. That's right. People don't appreciate right. being able to stand up and brush their teeth. They Take don't appreciate or... being able to wash clothes in a washer when some people have to do it from a wheelchair. You know, for me, it was the grass. <laughs> I wanted to go in the grass you so can't bad. Roll in you it. can't roll in the grass. And it's just like, I can't get in the grass. I, know. I can't get the I can't get the remote off of the floor for my child. That's humbling. But, you know, going back to when I when I saw you say I can work, I can don't look at me like that. I can work. I'm I'm stronger. I'm I can walk circles or run circles around you. Mm-hmm. I knew I, that was, that's not a bragging. That is a straight up confidence that it, there is no one Mm-mm. that will, that, that yeah. can go through what you've been through because of the pain that you've taken on for the amount of years. And you've kept telling yourself, I don't deserve that. I deserve Wes, I deserve mm-hmm. this business. I deserve. I'm just as normal as anybody yes. else. And, and, and you know, is, life my, is great. I love my dad is. Oh, my gosh. Like my dad is such a planner in his financial planning business. And he did things for me that if I did not have him, there is absolutely no what that no doubt that I'd be a homeless man if I didn't have them from the injury that I, there's no doubt. But. The things that he put in place for me took care of me during the, those disabilities um, it provided for my family, took stress off of my life, allowed me to get back and heal the right way. But, but I remember this talk with my surgeon and him, and we were trying to make this decision for me coming off disability. And my dad was just like, 
didn't agree with it. I can see exactly now where he was. And I would say that I didn't agree with, I would have agreed with his stance of where I was physically. I should have taken that. But my surgeon looked at him. He said, what Carter's saying is that this is what he wants. This is what he, this is the life that he wants to go. He wants to go back to work. He, he wants to go do these things. And, and, and that's, that's good. You need, let's, let's, we need to, we need to, um, follow him and let him do that. Yeah. And yeah, celebrate with him, let him live his life the way he wants to and, and push, push, push forward. Yeah. Like, and all right, this 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 is this is awesome. So this one is all right. This is what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come back next week. Is that cool? Yeah. And 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 you just give maybe give some tips on to people that just tips, just things that you have learned over the years to help you not get through a disability, but be the strongest in the in the room. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for doing this. Yeah. All right, we'll Absolutely. see y'all next week. This is uh, we're gonna get get her back on here. Uh, this is awesome. So I enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you for letting me All be right. here. See y'all next week, guys. See. You.